in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Top Tens Realist. Realist. Boop, 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 realist. <laughs> <laughs> I did remember to do that before I got you here. Did, you turned did. the volume all the way up. Yep. So we are good to go. It's our high production value get on this show. It is. It is. Uh, that's what we give you. And then we, you know, forget to do shout outs on last Tuesday's show. At yeah, the end of sorry the month. about that. That'll be on this Tuesday's show. Yeah. We dropped the ball on that, but it's all right. It's coming, guys. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. They'll get, they the They'll get the love. They'll get the love. Yeah. Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I want to apologize myself personally for those of you who had uh, the Schmodown match ruined for you. I thought that it's a 48 hour win or 72 hour window. Our 24-hour window, and we were close enough to 72 hours. I thought it was fine, but some of you rightly pointed out to me that I should have waited until it was uh, dropped for everyone else besides the people who paid for it. So I apologize profusely for anyone who got the uh, results ruined for you. If you hate John Roca, get in line. Uh, so I apologize. Um, yeah, I, I would love to help you, but I don't know when anything releases or comes yeah, out or yeah. who's doing what. But at the same time... I figured word would have gotten around. If you really wanted to know, you could have asked around. Yeah. They dropped it on the Saturday. I know they were talking about it on the Saturday Facebook group, so I didn't think it was uh, that big of a deal. Okay. Uh, but apparently for some people it was. So, like I said, I'm sorry. It's blame me. Don't well, blame yeah, no, Matt. Blame we, me. We both apologize because I wouldn't want to ruin that for just like ruining a movie or TV show or sure. something. If it was sure. inadvertent, it was like it was an accident. It was inadvertent. Like I wasn't trying to ruin exactly. it. Exactly. It was just a cacophony of sound happening on the other side of the wall. Ooh. And whether or not that would bleed over into ours, we didn't know. So we might as well talk about it. So if they hear it. It's true. Uh, what are the flamingos in the background? Well, <laughs> this match had just gotten out. And-, and if any of you are bitching about the Tuesday show and had it ruined for you, I got no sympathy for you. Oh, when does hours. it come out? Mondays? No, no, it comes out that 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 show that uh, match came, was Thursday night, and I Tuesday night is like more than that's almost half. It's almost a week. Okay, so I don't want to hear it if you got it ruined for you on Tuesday. That's well, five you, days later. True. Yeah. Right. True. I mean, I feel like I I, I won't apologize for that. I I don't know what the protocol is in that world, and it seems like you got a firm grasp on it. So I'm gonna agree with you. I feel like I do, but then who knows? Yeah, look, there's always a contrarian opinion. That's true. That's true. You should never say anything because what about if somebody's new to the sport? Well, first off, it's not a sport. <laughs> Just go ahead. Don't tell Christian that. It's not. That's how he pitches it as a sport. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he does. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it no, does no. give a sense of what it is, the sure. vibe and tone of it. Sure. It isn't. You know, there's that competitive endeavor. There is. there is. So there's that sport. Yeah. But that seems more like the sporting upper crust, like English, when they're walking around and they've got dogs to flush out foxes and they're on horses and all that and be like, it's sporting. And be like, kind of. <laughs> but at the same time, you got horses, you got dogs, you got shotguns. Yeah. It seems really weighted. Who, the scales. Who, who are the foxes in this situation and who are the dogs in this situation? The hounds. Release the hounds. I, well, I'm just saying that I didn't say it was a direct analogy. I'm saying sporting in oh, that. Oh, I see. In the style. Imbues a yes. certain aspect to it. Fair yes. enough. Is it a sport? No. 
Okay. Do you think bowling's a sport? That takes athletic ability, yes. It does. Athletic ability or if ability? If you can roll like consistent 260, 70 or whatever it is for right. the, the leagues, right. that's, that's, you're an athlete. Okay. That takes skill. If it, it says mow on your shirt and you're 300 pounds. Doesn't matter. Look, a competitive darts yeah, those does dudes. good ratings and sells out theaters in England. I don't, that's not a sport to me. That takes skill. It takes athletic skill. Yeah, I've got to find a word between sport and not a sport to, to cover those things. Well, as John Cruck once said, I'm a ball player. <laughs> that's fine. Ball player I can accept. Dart player I can accept. Listen, somehow my YouTube feed, uh, Frisbee Golf... World champions or the world championship came up on my feed, and what? I watched like five minutes of going. You fucking kid. Best part is, it's where I went to high school. It's in Peoria, Illinois. <laughs> but they have, and so I googled it. They make six figures. What top tier of guys? Shut the fuck up. Like it was one hundred and fifteen thousand or something. Playing frisbee golf. Well, they got sponsorships, so they get the sponsorship for the discs in the bag and whatever else they can get sponsorships for. We need to turn top ten into a sport, man. Though, so we can you ever frisbee golf? <laughs> No, but I can't imagine. It's fun. It's worth. I used to figures. do it a ton. It sounds like fun. Cause it's difficult to, you know. Well, you just walk around that, slur- uh, that frisbee in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's techniques. You'll sure. figure it out. Sure. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I yeah, it'll it. be just like golf. I'm really good at X. I need to work on Y, and I'm terrible at Z. Sounds That's basically good. my golf game. Oh wow! I don't I'm play golf. Good with my irons, but like. Six and below, I can crush. I can always gauge it just right. Right. Putting's pretty good. My driving, inconsistent. I don't know. Sometimes I'm crushing it. Sometimes I'm slicing it. Do you have trouble reading the greens? Is that what it is? No, I can. No, that's totally, that's putting. Putting, you're good That's what I'm good at. Oh, you're good at the putting. I'm great with my lower irons. Anything above that, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to get today. Yeah, yeah. I hope to shoot in the mid-90s. Yeah, yeah. Sounds about you, man. It sounds about right. You're better when you play basketball. You're better closer to the rim when you're shooting. Dude, you're not an outside shooter. Talk to Snyder. He's an outside shooter? You're no, an outside no. shooter. You haven't been. You've been twice ever, and you're that's making not it. True. That's not fucking true. How many times have you More been? More than twice. I went for two months straight before Dude, I went down. Bullshit. It's true. I'm there every week. I know you Snyder's are. been there for months on sure, end. Sure, playing sure, Playing every sure. week. Play. That's where I know you're playing. Wait, I know are you your telling style. Me that, I know you're. Wait, wait. Are you telling me that you can shoot or you can't shoot from yes. the outside? Yes. Way out on the outside, like in the. I checked into a game he was playing, and I scored the final five points against him. Wow. Two twos and a, 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 a jumper from like 12 feet. Okay. Right in his eye. Okay. So two twos, you mean that there's a three-point line? Yeah. All we right. go by twos and ones. I take it back then. You're a good shooter. You, I'm not are a good shooter. Now? I Well. Jesus. Are you happy now? Jesus. Mr. I come to basketball all the time. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I guess you did. You're like, two months every week. I'm like, I don't remember you every week. Well, I remember fine. you two, three times. I did not go two or three times. Certainly was for two months straight. Okay. And then the knee injury happened. I will, I will take you at your word. That damn Kyrie Irving fucking yeah. basketball shoes. Uh, anyway, let's jump into this thing. Uh, you know how this works uh, with The Realist. We uh, have two patrons, or three patrons, selected. One patron selects the topic, and the two patrons send along their lists. Matt and I have not seen these lists, so we will discover them as you discover them, and then compile them at the end of the show. Uh, correct. Our thanks to Chris Alexakos for helping us put all of this together. And everybody Absolutely. that helps us with the show here. Uh, Joe Abara, a new guy, Mike Shea. Mike Chris, Shea. Kristen Smith and Mr. Matthew Hasso. All of them do tons of work uh, to help us bring the show to you uh, every week. And yep. we can't thank them enough. And Chris took care of this. And it was selected. So we have top 10 female action movies selected by Kristen Kurtz. Oh, thank you, Kristen. Thank you very much. And thank you for supporting the show over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, so we have two lists for the top 10 female action movies. We can't add or subtract any movies onto your nope. personal list. We'll combine between the two. We may change the order sure. as we see fit, but we will not just start substituting our own in. <laughs> uh, all right, so I will start with Daniel Chaput. Chaput? It says, hi, John and Matt. I'll start out by saying a big thank you to both of you. My brother and I saw you guys live in Chicago. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. And hoping you make your way out to Denver for a show. Our dad also is a big fan. We listen uh, each week. Anyway, onto the list. Wait, is that the guy that came with his two kids? Do you remember him? Is Chaput one of his kids? Daniel? I don't remember if it's him or not. Perhaps. I don't remember. Sounds good. Yes, I mean, we met the father. We met the father. Yeah, who brought his kids. Yeah, it's true. Totally, yeah. But I can't remember if that's Dave. If it is Daniel, or if you're in the Chuput family, we apologize. I'm going to jump right in. Go ahead. Ten is salt. Um, now, where is the punt supposed to be? The first three? After the first. So, six and up. Six and up. Yes. So, six. If it's at six, it's a punt. It's, it's a punt. So I it's mean, a, pardon me, seven and up. Just like a regular show. All right, it's a punt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, nine is the Hunger Games. Specifically catching fire. Uh, not on this list. All right. Mr. Chaput says, easily the best of the franchise. It is a really strong competitive, or pardon me, compelling story, all centered around Katniss having to go back into the games. I believe this was the role that uh, cemented Jennifer Lawrence into a movie star. Possibly. I don't remember. I didn't get this far. I, saw the, I watched the first one. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I saw, is the second on. one catching fire? I thought the yeah maybe I thought the third one was catching fire but I no I'm no expert on these things me either I checked out the second one I was bored in the theater ooh okay and I don't is that the one where she fake lights her dress on fire to wow the crowd or no is that the first one <laughs> yeah the second one is catching fire okay right the other the next one are Mockingjay part one and part two. To me, it was just the hangover and the hangover part two. It's like, we're really doing the same thing? <laughs> yeah, it felt like doing it, right? So the second one was like, oh, she's got to go back into the game. So it'd be like, that's all I've ever seen her do. So mm-hmm. this isn't really some shocking twist. It's like, oh, she's got to run for politics. And be like, interesting. This is totally different than what you set this series on. Could be something new. Uh, it could be. So I, I wish I could support Mr. Chaput. Uh, uh, I, I take his word for it. Yeah, yeah, have to. And number eight is Kill Bill. Okay. Does not say volume one or two. Um, all right. So I will say punt. Okay. Tentative punt. <clears throat> all right. Uh, number 10 is Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, wait. Hold on. Uh, Lawrence Witt is this is the one I am reading. That's a gentleman. Hi, guys. Thanks for selecting me for the relist. Loving the show and loving all the new content. Really enjoyed the show in London. Was a blast. Oh, thanks, Lawrence. Uh, his number 10 is Edge of Tomorrow. Not on my list. Okay. He says only a 10 because after debating with friends, we can't decide if it if it is enough of a woman-led action film. I love the action. The way it's edited is astonishing, and Emily Blunt is so believable as his hardcore soldier. If this ends up much higher, no arguments from me here. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I can see where you would say that. She is, in a way, the only action person in the movie in terms of leading this charge. Um, Tom Cruise is bringing up the rear because she's the one constantly training him. And she's the symbol that they put on the walls. So yeah. in a way, you can say it's a female ad action film, but not 100%. Without her, though, the movie doesn't work because True. she's been through everything he's going through and realizes what the power capability he has. Yes. Uh, so 
it's I mean he's the or she is the teacher yeah. to him, yeah. guiding him through how to understand and harness this and what you've got to do mm-hmm. basically. I think yeah, I love that movie. But I can if if that's the issue you take with it and be like, okay, I could see where it's slot lower yeah. for some individuals. I could see it. Uh, all right, number nine is Bumblebee. <clears throat> uh, not on my list. Okay. Lauren says, it's a personal choice, but I just really enjoy it. And it's the only time I think they have nailed a Transformers movie. Transformers was huge for me growing up, so this film just touched that nerve on release. <clears throat> Dude, Sorry about that. I, I agree. This was hands down the best Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. Like, by, I know you don't share that opinion. That's I liked fine. it. I think I, it's I'm not so saying, good. I'm not saying you're denigrating, but not yeah. sharing in my it's leaps and bounds better than everything I've seen before. Yeah, I can't agree with that. Uh, Unfortunately. It just sucks that it didn't do yeah. Buku like all the others have done. It, its measuring stick is not the fact that it was successful. It's that it has to compete with these insanely successful. Right. Well, and I, I think the argument, Matt, will be interesting, too. If the next one comes out that is more attached to the Michael Bay universe and still doesn't make money, then you've got a separate argument to make about Bumblebee. That it wasn't that it didn't like follow the formula of the Michael Bay movies. It was that those Michael Bay movies really soured eventually the public on any of the Transformers movies. I couldn't believe it took that long. Yeah, I know a lot of people really didn't accept it either. I, it just got. I mean, you want to talk about depreciating returns? <laughs> this is this is pennies on the dollar. This is getting just hosed by Wall Street and be like, this is all I got left. Hey. <laughs> I, I didn't even see the last one. Oh, uh, yeah, the last, last night. night I couldn't. I was, was just good. like, I can't sit through another of these three hours bloated bullshit. Yeah. Pretty lookout, though. <sighs> yeah, but I, my time is worth more than that at this point. Okay. W- was there anything that couldn't be replaced by something else, an action sequence in another movie? You know what I mean? It's a tough bar. You can say that for just about it. Well, I'm action. saying within Transformers universe. Because to mm-hmm. me, even if they do something new, cool, visually, it's just like, yeah, but that's interchangeable on some level. I feel that way about the Fast and Furious movies, though. I don't watch those oh, because that true. is Fair. that. Yeah. You're watching a car do the action. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm almost never like, wow, when I watch a Fast and Furious movie no. anymore. Because they're so outlandish, the car chase. I mean, when they were jumping from building to building consistently, I was like, this is just, I can't with this. Consistently. Yeah, like they did it multiple times in a car chase. Yeah, yeah, no, I. No, it's no. There's not enough, nowhere near enough road in a circular building to jump out from one window into another. That's the problem you have. That's when you. I'm just. If you're going to ex- expect me to define laws of physics or accept that you define laws of physics, ex- at least make it slightly a little more believable. They pulled a bank safe, a bank vault, rather. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. That's when everybody's like, you got to see this one. So I watched that because I watched the first one yeah. and I didn't see shit. And this is the one. Trust me, this is a good one. I watched it and you're like, you fucking kidding me with this? I, I don't disagree with you, Matt. I don't understand why people love Fast Five so much because that ending is so fucking unbelievable. I don't even remember it at this point because I saw it yeah. once and I'm like, this is not good. Why yeah. is everybody just... Gaga for this. I love The Rock in the movie. He was great in the movie. The interaction with the guys was and the girls was fantastic in the movie. But the dragging of the safe was where I was like, "Fuck, this is bullshit." This yep. is because you guys just like this is hundreds and millions of dollars of damage that you've done to Brazil. Oh, I mean, th- uh, let's move on because yeah, it has no, nothing right. to that's do fair. with this show. That's fair. What's your number eight? Oh, my number eight. Sorry, is uh, Wanted, the Angelina Jolie film. 
Oh, is your eight? Yes. Sorry, let me look up. Got to scroll on my phone. No I don't see it. Okay. Uh, Lauren says, seems to be forgotten about now, but in its day was electric action film, inventive action, and some amazing set pieces. I don't uh, disagree. It was a fun film for what it was. Kind of a middling film, not a great film, but certainly an enjoyable film for what it was. The whipping. I've never seen this idea of whipping a bullet around somebody, which was ridiculously yeah, it was, funny. It, it was stylistic. Sure. And they were definitely going to, like, create their own world. Yeah. That's kind of tough to do. I just never bought into it. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, like, watching guys put English on bullets, you're like, okay, <laughs> this is their assassin skill. <laughs> I'm not, I mean. I'm going to swing it around your head. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're just, like, whipping their wrist, what, as the fuck? So somehow you torquing it is adding more rotation to something that's already rotating violently it's fast. It's true. So what are you doing? Maybe putting it off its kilter, but it's not like it's going to suddenly change the curvature through the air. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is how they explain the Kennedy killing. <laughs> All right. What's your number seven, man? Uh, seven is Atomic Blonde. Oh, that's this number seven. Nice. Perfect timing. All right. Mr. Chaput says, the stairwell fight scene alone is the reason to watch it. Besides that, it is a good, pretty good story with unexpected twists. Yeah, um, Lawrence echoes it the same compliment. It says the one-shot fight scene alone is worth the entry at number seven. So I agree. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic that scene and so believable. And I would put that in the top ten fight scenes ever on film. Honestly, it's because they get tired. Yes, which is realistic. It is. Yeah. If you're going to have this superhuman, they can do all these amazing. Punches, kicks, grabs, holds, like they have to slow down over time. Yeah. And they just the exhaustion of the end of one primally conquering the other. Yeah. Like, okay, that makes all the sense. She can, you know. Yeah. She just has just that little bit extra. Exactly. Give her a Gatorade and she's ready to roll in 10 minutes and take out somebody else. <laughs> That's right. I uh, like that. Yeah, that was, it was a good one. I'm glad it made the list. I enjoyed the movie. I, I wish it had a little more fanfare behind it, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, all right, what's your number six? Six is Wonder Woman. Oh, not on this list. Oh. Go ahead, please. Daniel says, uh, I very much believe this is a movie that saved the DECEU. Mm. Gal Gadot really comes into her role and shows she has the acting chops to be a lead in this industry. No Man's Land scene is pure movie magic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it is. I, I'm, I'm not going to uh, fight him on that. I don't disagree with that at all. I had a great time watching that film and the action sequences that were there. But um, what... <sighs> Did it have... It's weird. Because it's a superhero film, it's weird to call it an action film. Is that weird? Am I being too anal? Maybe oh, not. I'm okay with being if, too anal if I am. No, I, I guess I, we have to sit and make a list of all the potential choices yeah. and go, dude, there's so many that you didn't need to make a superhero choice. Right. Uh, there really are. Yeah, so we've done, I mean, watch. we've done female sci-fi before. We have with Clark, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember that. I think we've done female action Clark as well. Was like, Clark was like, yeah, yeah, let me count this thing down. Yeah, the only guest that's ever done that. She wasn't playing, yeah. I respected that. She left her mark. We remember it to this day. And that was like two years ago. <laughs> that's for sure. She certainly did. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, I would say it saved the DCEU. Absolutely. And there are some great action sequences in this movie. Yeah, because so. that was so successful. And she's like, maybe Iron Man or uh, Aquaman. Yeah. You're like, Aquaman was, you know. Yeah. It was okay. I grade him on a different scale. You do. It's like, oh, you did all right. You did all right with this one. Well, what was that uh, analogy I gave you a couple of weeks ago? Basically, yeah. it's, 
DC is still a kitty hawk trying to figure out how many knots of wind headwind they need. Meanwhile, Marvel just finished the Apollo program. <laughs> You're like, it's kind of, you know. I think it's a great way to put it. Actually. It, it is because Mars is like look, they, now they've cemented. Okay, can you right? Can you make it to Mars? Right. In essence, let's get a full fledged. Let's get a space station going. <laughs> you made monumental leaps in a short amount of time. It's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Lawrence had number seven of Tom Belong as well, uh, but his number six is Salt. The other oh, the Jolino. pun from earlier. Yeah. Um, what does Chaput say? Because he has nothing here. Lawrence. Okay, Daniel says, uh, a pretty underrated action movie with a great last 10 minutes. Angelina Jolie is brilliant in the film, and I wish she did more films like this. Okay. Uh, I found it to be a cookie cutter when I saw it in the theater. It just seemed like so formulaic. Mm-hmm. It just, you could, enter, you know, I could see X number of guys making or gals making this movie. Yeah, I could see that. It didn't seem specific to her. Yeah. I don't disagree with you, man. I yeah. really don't. Uh, and I, and I, and some people said they really liked it, so I went to go see it to give it a chance. And I was just like, ah, yeah, I could see all the beats coming, and it wasn't that exciting. And yeah, there's never yeah. any real peril or danger. She's yeah. going to get her way. There's nothing wrong with it. Just it's a sometimes that works in action films for me, and other times it's just like I know you're. It's my problem with Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible. Yeah, I know you're going to live through all this shit. Well, I think that's the frustrating thing about Angelina Jolie overall is that like. She is smarter than the material, the majority of the material that she does. Okay. So it's frustrating that she, when she does this kind of stuff, that it doesn't have a, a more complexity or depth to it than than you would like. Because like she is legitimately a very accomplished actress with a world view that is complex, and so yeah. to have her and uh, layered and she has maturity and depth to pick projects that don't have that. Uh, I just was frustrated, like. The Tomb Raider stuff I didn't dig, and this salted and wanted was fun for yeah, being weird. Tomb Raider you can't turn down. I guess. Uh, look, that's potentially your own action series as a woman, right? But it's a good payday. It's proven out for numerous actors. Sure. If it's any good, you can get three of them, sure. and that's like twenty million a pop each one. That's a good right. payday. That's true. Very true. And it could go insanely well a la Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. right and right. suddenly it's just like this performance you elevated, made this already great movie just amazing. Right. So there's always that chance. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I just expected something. I know. Her to be in charge of a little Look, bit more. We want the best for That's what so many. Like. That's true. It's true. What's your number five? Or Lawrence's number. Or I mean, uh, Daniel's number five. Daniel's number five is Aliens. Ooh. Uh, yes, that is a punt? No, not a punt. It is number three. Is that a punt? a punt? Okay, it's a punt. Uh, what do you have five? It's my first time doing the show. I know. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 1. All right, so the punt from earlier. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence says, this film is so rewatchable, the action scenes are inventive, and the film oozes character all the way through. And Daniel says, the bride is one of the most iconic characters for a reason, and the reason why... Of all of Tarantino's films, people have been asking for a sequel to only this. That's true. I don't disagree. Okay. I didn't know people had been asking for a sequel to this. Yeah. Kill Bill 3 is people have been trying to get done for quite some time. That they make it the woman, the little girl, I mean, um, Vivica A. Fox's daughter. She goes after the bride. I want to see Inglorious Bastards where they hunt Nazis. (laughs) That's a prequel, not a sequel. Fine. Yeah, you're cool. Give me a sidequel. I don't know what a sidequel is. Simultaneously, just you can't really call it a prequel because it's like a month before, two months before. Right. Um, You're making it up. A so just a backstory of these, in, a side quote. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm calling. Okay. Parallel time, just a little bit, but it, it's not really a prequel. No. 
because I don't want to go back to them in high school, what made them join and all that shit. Oh, right. I just want to see them fucking destroying Nazis with their bare hands. You just want the adventures of the Inglorious Bastards. In essence, yes. Yeah. That's what I thought I was getting walking into that movie. If there was an eight-episode TV series, that, that would you I'll be, be all over it. Okay, fair enough. I Talk think I respect that. Uh, you're talking to a guy that watches Band of Brothers every few years. Oh, yeah. Good film. I mean, good show. Great show. Uh, all right. Uh, what's your number four? My four is Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Ooh, we were almost there. Not on the list. We were almost there. <laughs> uh, Daniel says, I know, I know, putting your mama jokes aside. However, I would argue that Ray's journey in this is the best thing about the movie. Just Luke explaining the balance of the Force to Ray is one of my favorite Star Wars moments, period. And then you get to the amazing lightsaber fight with Ray and Kylo. Mm. Yeah, maybe alone, but I think this deserves a spot. Okay. He's not alone. I'm sure a lot of people will probably put it on their lists, and a lot of people wouldn't. Um, but yeah, it's, the throne scene's incredible. Um, everything, and, and you know, sometimes you get caught up in the mama jokes, so I respect him pointing them out. Uh, but yeah, Ray and Luke have a fantastic journey, but you, won't, you want Luke to be more active in this journey, not reactive, not... Hidden away, not scared, not shy. That's the frustrating thing about how they put Luke in the movie. I've gone back and forth on it so many times. So, so they put Baby in the corner? They kind of put Baby in the corner. Nobody. I mean, this is a man who stepped up to the emperor and stepped up to his dad. All of a sudden, he's going to be afraid about pulling his blade out against his nephew. Like, that just seems weird to me. He's going to be afraid to slaughter his own nephew? Well, he's going to be afraid to fight his own nephew or do whatever his own nephew or try to redeem his own that's nephew. That's what you took it as? Is his seclusion was fear of yes, Kylo? Yes, that's what he says. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to fight the thing anymore. He just wants to lay there. He just wants to work there and, and be done with it. See, but I don't take he's that tired. as fear. I, I take that as an old man understanding the inevitability of just like Tommy Lee Jones at the end of No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. Did I make any difference? Because the world is just going to keep spinning and doing terrible things. So the galaxy is going to keep... They may die, and something is going to rise up in their place, right. and they'll take you know people will take those down, and it's just going to be cyclical. Yeah, I can teach you the teachings, but I can't fight the fight anymore. But he didn't even want to teach her, though. That's the thing. Oh well, because he became disillusioned with Jedi Order, the Force. Right. That's Although what... the, the disillusionment would, I guess, resonate more with me had he been there for the collapse of the Jedi. Great point. Yes, agreed. Because then you can see, yes, the largesse of, of everything we did and grew and we lost right. sight of our focus and principles. Yeah. Uh, that's been the biggest missing piece, man. There's a missing piece. A lot of them. Well, fair enough. <laughs> but that's the biggest missing piece for Luke, in my opinion, is there's, they do flashbacks, but they've never like sank into the story of what happened with Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker and the Knights of Ren in that thing. We only have it from Kylo's point of view and from Luke's point of view. We don't have the actual director... Or the scriptwriter showing us what actually happened and then how these two guys interpreted it. That would have been fine. But they don't even put that in there, which has been the frustrating thing. And if they do it now in 9, I don't know if it'll necessarily fill in the holes that we've been waiting to get oh, filled we in. got that. you got to explain to people that uh, uh, the Emperor's not dead. Yeah. After he's been dead in their minds since 1980-what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four, uh, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one thing that they... Told you know he told Anakin in a story that's actually pretty big within the Star Wars mythology. Yep, exactly. You don't know anything about. <laughs> so they're going to shoehorn this in. And suddenly people are going to be walking out going, "What the fuck?" So they don't die. The midichlorians keep them alive. What? Oh no! Don't even don't even talk about midichlorians. I know. Well, it's you know that's a bad that's a bad word. I told Ken this last week. Oh yeah, because I tweeted at him. I woke up with that Jedi rocks 
the band when uh, the, the 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 redone scene in Jedi, yeah, where the band now has been replaced to with like oh, scat yeah. singers and yeah. just he stops them. Hey, what's up? Bah, 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 and they come in with these fucking band, these huge horns. I woke up one day last week with that in my head, and I'm. I tweeted again. I was like, I don't know, if, is this a good sign or a bad sign? <laughs> I don't take it as a, for a good a omen. Vision. It just, this doesn't seem like a good harbinger for the day. <laughs> it's one of the worst scenes I've ever seen. No lie. Uh, all right, his number four, Lawrence's, is uh, Rogue One. Star Wars Rogue One. That's why I meant that it was so close. Oh, okay. He says, high placement, I know, but a big personal choice for me. Star Wars is a huge part of my film life, and I don't know what it was about Rogue One, but I just love it. Really enjoy the action and the balls to kill everyone off, and we got to see Darth Vader strut his stuff. I thoroughly agree. Rogue One is fantastic. 1,000%. Yeah. I had a, we had a guy come in and call in to Collider Live, and he's like, I don't know if I like Rogue One. I was just like, yeah, your opinion is done. When when people put up their list, which I love it, seeing it on uh, Facebook, you know, yeah. like the master list or something, or somebody will start one, hey, what's your, but when we did Star Wars and seeing oh, that, yeah. and the placement of Rogue One on a number of them was low, and every time I was like, wow, really? Yeah. Like, really? You know, this is equivalent to you of, you know, X or Y or whatever. To me, it's head and shoulders above. I know. To me, it's Empire Strikes Back and then Rogue One. It really is. That's your second. I still go Star Wars. The first one, The New Hope? Yeah. Mm. I put that two. right below Rogue One. Rogue would be in the discussion. We, Jedi still looms a little large because of my childhood, but oh, Rogue One is a more complete movie to me now as an adult. Yeah. 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 I just Vader alone when just Saber, his lightsaber comes up, and you're like, oh, oh, ever since then I've wanted a standalone Darth Vader movie. Yeah. Just can you imagine that? That's the terror. Dude in all black, like just the great, simple imagery gets across the entire point. Fucking that, that dude is pure evil. I yeah. get it. Yep. I get it. It's simple. Yeah. So I always like Darth Maul. It's just like, look, you made him look like the devil, and I appreciated the fact that you just went full bore. We're yeah. gonna make him look like a fucking intergalactic devil. Yeah, like, su- success. <laughs> Kudos to you. Exactly. And that dude is evil, and I he get is. it. And he doesn't have to say shit. Right. You don't have to do that every time, but you know, yeah. simple is you know, keep it simple. Stupid. Simple is always easiest. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is T2, Judgment Day. Uh, that's a punt. Oh, so that's somebody's number one. What's your three? Uh, Aliens. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, which is the punt from earlier. Correct. Uh, what's not been said since, says uh, Lawrence, incredible action, the tension all the way through, amazing characters, and an awesome lead performance. Yes, and Daniel says Ripley is one of my all-time favorite heroes, mm. and most people forget that Sigourney Weaver was nominated for this movie. And on top of that, the last True. 20 minutes is perfect. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Everything is worth it to get there. Once they get on the station, it's a fantastic movie. Getting there can be a bit frustrating. It's like this whole, especially the extended edition, it takes forever to finally convince Ripley to fucking do it. But once Oh, do, yeah, when Riser has to go yeah. and talk to Yeah, I know. I've it's seen just, the... Got to go through the board meetings. Got to look at all the analysis. It just gets so bogged down. Yeah. Let's just get there. Cut to it. This is an action movie. Exactly. Exactly. The first one was a taut psychological thriller, by right. and large. The second one is an action film. Three mm-hmm. tries to get a middle ground between the two, I guess. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, going back to the beginning, the first yeah, one, yeah. A little bit. Just the penal colony, and they're trapped yeah. in now the xenomorph fucking ate a dog, and it's part dog now. And you're like, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I had never thought about that, that it takes on the shape of. Yeah. I think that's where I learned it was, you know, called a xenomorph. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, then it's just 
you see it later on, like on Prometheus, and it takes this weird, oh, right. strange shape after it takes over the body of the engineer or whatever. Yeah. That movie is... That's a... Yeah. Talk about holes. I've still... I've seen it a lot of times. You really... You just come back to it. It's just certain, one of those films. Certain aspects of it I still yeah. find utterly fascinating, yeah. and I will watch the parts that I hate every time going, why was this the choice? Yeah, I feel that way about Batman v Superman. I, I can't stop watching it. Oh, wow. I don't I like the do movie. Not envy you. <laughs> I don't like the movie, but when it's on, I just fucking watch. And then I go, that's a great scene. And then I go, that fucking scene's horrific. Why? And so it's always, to me, it's a why movie. It's like a, it's, you just can't turn away. It's like a car crash. You yeah. just cannot turn away. It's frustrating as hell. There was so much potential in that fucking movie. Uh, anyway, right, what's number two? Or what's uh, Daniel? Two is not on your list. Oh. Princess Mononoke. It is not. Wow. And explain this. Daniel says, hands down, my favorite anime. What's so great about it is that there is no fully good or evil character. Everyone is very great, and you understand all their points of view. Hmm. And Mononoke herself is a fantastic character who kicks ass and will do whatever it takes to save her home. Yeah. True. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. I used to own it on, on DVD. Really? It was a beautiful movie. Uh, you know, I don't really watch a lot of anime, but the ones that I give a chance to, the ones that I, when they hook in me, they hook in me. And I liked... Mononoke. I'm not a big fan of the the Ghibli stuff. Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Yeah, I'm not always the biggest fan of those. The Ponyo and all that shit. It just doesn't work for me. Um, but this kind of shit works for me. Like Spirited Away worked for me really well. Okay. Mononoke, like, I remember seeing it and going, oh, that was good. But I don't know that I ever go back to it. Spirited Away, I will. There's a few other Studio Ghiblis. But there's yeah. some that I'm just like, I've seen it. Yeah. I don't need to spend 90 minutes with this again. Like Howl's Moving Castle, I would never watch again. I like it, but probably not. Yeah. I fell asleep. I fell asleep in the theater. I remember sleeping for like 10 minutes of that movie because yeah. I was like, oh my God. It just was That's like a kiss of death right slow there. Slow film. It just isn't my, it isn't my language. And I love Japanese movies. I fucking love Japanese movies. But for whatever reason, these don't like click into me like they should. Um, anything else on my note? Not what you got it to. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, that's my number one. Oh, all right. Let's talk about it. Uh, Lawrence says, as I put this list together, this kept climbing. This film just blows me away, and I strongly argue it is as much Furiosa's films, film as Max's film. Absolutely. And she delivers a layered performance, adding complexity to a wild action film. Sure. Yeah, and Daniel says, uh, this is very much Furiosa's movie that Max happens to be in. Yep. I still think Charlize Theron deserved a nomination. She is just incredible. What more can be said about this movie? It's one hell of a ride. It's a grad should be on the poster. One hell of a ride. Uh, that's, from, that's from Scott Mance. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> it a Citizen like a Kane Man of action movies. Well, it's a Mancean quote that occasionally you would see on a poster. Yeah. It's yeah. just submitted the movie into something. The uh, producers are like, boom, that sells it. Thank you, Mance. <laughs> Thank you, Scotty. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love this movie. Who, who does it? Yeah, right, exactly. I like the black and white version. I like the extended version. I've never seen the black and white because oh, the, well, cool. just the vivid colors of it to me are uh, another character in and of itself. Right, right, right. I mean, when they hit that tornado, that, you know, whatever the hell that is, yeah. post-apocalyptic world. So even though it's an arid climate, it's somehow they're getting tornadoes. Okay. Whatever. You're too smart for your own good sometimes, Matt. You're too well, smart for your own good sometimes. Yeah, but it, it could be like a dust devil, which they do have. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. But that would be like the world's biggest, <laughs> but it's post-apocalyptic. Who knows what thermonuclear winter did to this country? Or world. Very good points. 
So it's like uh, I didn't even care though because the it's just so vivid. Yeah, and the character development is strong throughout. As mm-hmm. as like Nicholas Holt's character changes over, they lay the groundwork for his subtle shift yeah. into realizing maybe what I was striving for for the glory of another individual isn't my ultimate purpose. Yeah, um, you know, witness me and all that shit, but just. It's an entire movie of a car chase, and yet you somehow get to know all these people. Absolutely. And it's fun. It's yeah. fucking fun. And you follow the change in the storylines, and you feel Furiosa's journey. Mm-hmm. That's what I think Lawrence is referencing, this complexity. Yeah, it's their journey. The, Fur- the Furiosa journey is the reason to watch the movie, really. If you're not going to like be a big action person, follow her journey. Yeah. You know? If you go in thinking this is a Tom Hardy film like yeah, we all yeah, did, yeah. it is not. Yeah, you're going to be rudely surprised. No. Uh, all right, his number one is Terminator 2, which was the punt from earlier. T2, Judgment right. Day. Yeah, Lawrence says, hard to look past this. Every part of the film is brilliantly put together. Some of the best action ever put on screen. And Linda Hamilton is just amazing, and the film has aged so well. All right, Mr. Triplett says, this has always been one of my favorites. The fact that the CGI still holds up after 28 years is incredible. And Sarah Connor is such a great character because she realizes her mistake and learns from them. Pardon yeah. me, her mistakes. Uh, can't wait to see Linda Hamilton come back to, uh, for the new movie. Agreed. I, I am. Oh, I don't want to say uh, resign, resignedly hopeful. Cautiously optimistic, maybe? Perhaps that is a much more eloquent way to say that. Thank you very okay. much. Um, I think we all are, man. I still, though, I'm, I'm more tentative than even cautiously okay. optimistic. Well, it's just the last ones. Of- That's what I'm saying. I think we all are just like kind of like PTSD. We're all burnt. You want to hope, but. The trailer looks generically like two or three elements of the last couple movies right. jammed into one. Right. Like, okay, um, I hope it's good. <laughs> and it's a lot of new characters. So you're like, are these characters going to be just as interesting or vibrant as these iconic characters that we've come to love and know yeah. in the Terminator franchise? And it's, so it's an alternate timeline now. So yeah. John Connor is no longer man's salvation. Yeah. And it's uh, some girl. Which makes you wonder then what what role Furlong is going to play. He's in it? Yes. They announced he was coming back. So is he going to have a small role where it's like, you know, he was supposed to be this, but they kept messing with the time that they eventually took the weight off of him and it went to someone else in a new timeline? That's possible. I have no idea. Yeah. It just... uh... Because I can't imagine he's a big part of the movie. I mean, the last one was... I mean... Genesis? It's boring. Yeah, yeah. And the Matt Smith, there's no payoff because they cut out whatever his character was supposed to do. Yep. So when he uh, strikes him, whatever, when he's about to be teleported, whatnot, and that never comes back. In the theater, I was like, "What's the dude from Doctor Who?" Like in the back. Okay, so he's gonna have a big part. It's like Matt Fox in World uh, World War Z. Yeah. It's like, oh, Matt Fox. I don't know. And then it just like all his shit got cut. And you're like, what? Maybe that would have made the story interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because this what you gave me, and then before that, salvation, mm-hmm. salvation, the Mick G, yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was just weird. I, I guess I like that one a little bit better than Genesis. I can defend the rise rise of the machines a little bit. T three, yeah, not a lot, but a little bit. Yeah, <sighs> neither of them have been able to capture the magic of the first yeah. two for different reasons. <clears throat> All right, uh, let's put this thing together, Matt. Do you want to write? I got you, my okay. man. All right, my man. Uh, oh, two more mans in a row again. I All know. right. I guess Terminator 2 is number one, maybe? Since it's number two on your list or number three? All right, it's my number three. Where'd you have Mad Max? Two. 
Okay, so that Mad Max wins. Oh, okay. Mad Max that was a one two. Oh, yeah, one, fair three. enough. Yeah, okay. All right, then T2. Yep. Uh, where do you have aliens? Uh, number three. Aliens. Okay. We have Atomic Blonde at seven. Where do you have Kill Bill? Uh, five. Five, eight. So his two's not on there. Do you want to put the five, eight or his two? What's his two? Princess Mononoke. Um, I feel like we should put the five, eight, then the two. I don't know if people think of Mononoke's action film. All right. Well, I'm just going to write down Kill Bill because that's what he wrote. Okay. So that covers both. Princess Mononoke. Uh, then we have, I'll do Atomic Blonde at six. Yeah. Since we both have that. Sounds good. And then we both have Salt, correct? Yes. It's number six on my list. All right. We'll do Salt there. So we got three left. Okay. What's your highest? I got Star Wars at four. Me too. Oh, we have two different Star Wars. We do. Rogue One and what's the one? What's the other one? Last Jedi. <sighs> I mean, I vote it. for Rogue One. Yeah, so would I. Okay. All right, so that's what we're going to do? That's what we're going to do. We're going to do our boy dirty here? We do say that we, draw, we uh, reserve the right to do executive decisions. It's, it's true. You can put the other one underneath. Uh, my next highest is six Wonder Woman. Yep, that takes it. That's and number 10? That's nine. Oh, did you put the two Star Wars on? Are we doing both? Oh, of course. I thought, I thought you were saying executive decision. No, I meant that like one will go above the other. Rogue right. One goes above it. Well, it was above Last Jedi. Jedi. All right, ready. All right, let's do this thing. All right. Uh, do you want these? The, oh, yeah. The top 10 female action films on the relist. Yeah. At number 10, Wonder Woman. At number 9, Star Wars The Last Jedi. At number 8, Rogue One. At number 7, Salt. At number 6, Atomic Blonde. At number 5, Princess Mononoke. At number four, Kill Bill. At number three, Aliens. Number two, T2. And our number one female action film on the real list is Mad Max Fury Road. There it is. Furiosa. Um, our right. thanks to everybody that supports us over at Patreon and to uh, the, our three patrons this week, Miss uh, Kristen Kurtz, Mr. Daniel Chaput, and Mr. Lawrence Witt. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we thank all three of you and everybody that supports us on Patreon. And uh, the shout-outs last week, you will be hearing this on this Tuesday's uh, show. We apologize for the lateness on that. Yep. And I think that's it for this week, don't you? I agree. Follow Matt at Matt Nost. Follow me at The Roka Says. And that's the top ten relist. 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 <laughs>